Hello and welcome to Extra Credit, the podcast that connects you to what's happening in Hamilton County Schools and answers your most pressing questions. I'm your host, Cody Patterson, and today we're continuing our weekly summer series called Behind the Board. The goal of Behind the Board is for our listeners to get to know each member of the Hamilton County School Board just a little bit better. And today's guest is Rhonda Thurman, who serves as the Hamilton County School Board member from District 1. Rhonda, thank you for joining us. Appreciate your time. Well, thank you. As we as we start out, you know, tell tell our listeners. So a lot of people have this idea that when the board, when the YouTube turns on, you all just kind of power on and you do your board thing and then you power down when it goes off. But give people an idea of who you are outside of being a board member. Tell them about what you do, your hobbies, your family. That People would love to know more about you. Oh, well, I have a, a, one daughter who um, has two children. I have a grandson, a granddaughter, grandson who is nine, Mm -hmm. a granddaughter who is five, who are the light of my life. And uh, they play ball, which keeps us busy in the summer. And we try to take the weekends and just do pretty much what they want to do. Um, And so, but my hobbies, I love working in the yard. Uh, That's just one of my my passions. now, are we talking landscaping? Yes. Are we talking like on the mower or no, all the above? No, my husband mows the lawn, okay, and I do everything right. else. Okay. Uh, the shrubs, planting trees, planting flowers, okay. uh, weeding. Oh, I love tearing stuff up. You know, I love if, you know, if you have a lot of brush, I love to come and dig it out and yeah. tear it out. and just. I'm glad you do because I just had to pull <laughs> some. We, You know, we just moved here a few months ago, and I discovered a nasty patch of poison ivy, and oh. it was the first time I've had to actually suit up and go in to pull it down and so i i could have used your help yeah well I, well I did that sunday afternoon uh long sleeve long pants uh you know brush killer and here i went but i just like for things to look better mm-hmm. and uh at the end of the day just look back and think that's something you've accomplished and you can look and see you've accomplished something i like to sew okay. i'll make draperies uh comforters uh I've made all of them in all the houses that we've lived in. I've made all of my daughter's clothes growing up. Uh, it's just a passion I've had since I was in uh, uh, junior high school. It was when I was there was junior high. And, um, you know, that's just one of the passions. I don't have that much time to do that anymore. Yeah. But I miss it. And I like to read when I have mm-hmm. time. I, I like to read. I like to read uh, nonfiction, mm-hmm. read a lot of biographies and that kind of thing. And what's a bio that you've read recently that's really stuck well, with I have, you? Well, I don't get to read too much okay. uh, <laughs> yeah, anymore. You did say when you have time. <laughs> that's, that's right. right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have. Uh, I have, uh, you know, a, a few things. Some of Mark Levin's books, I've, mm-hmm. I've, some of them I've had about halfway through reading. Uh, I have different books in different places, and I pick them up when I have a few minutes to sit around. But I have uh, Life, Liberty, and Levin. I have lots of his books laying sure. around. I think he's a very smart man. And you mentioned when you have time, so you also tell our. I know you're a business owner, and so tell our mm-hmm. listeners about your business. And well, I've a, I've been a hairdresser for 45 years. I've owned a business at one time. I had seven girls working for me, but we do booth rentals where I work. So mm-hmm. I own my own. Now I just if when I sold the business where I had seven girls working for me, I promised God if He would get me out of that, I wouldn't never do that again. <laughs> and uh, so now I just I'm the only employee I have. Gotcha. I'm self-employed and. Uh, I work when I want, and uh, after 45 years, I'm still very busy. I'm as busy as I want to be, Yeah. and in the hairdressing business, that's saying a lot. So uh, That's amazing, 45 work, years. Yeah, 45 years I've been doing this. So Well, and thinking about, I know that in pre- preparing for the show, and, and I know I'm new to the community and, and to Hamilton County Schools, but you are the most tenured board member. And so tell, tell our listeners about you know when you joined the board and what really motivated you to step into that role and, and run for school board. Well, being a hairdresser, I talk, I have one, I have a captive audience. 
And uh, I found out that so many people at that time, they were the county was pushing for a lot of tax increase because that's mm-hmm. when the schools were merging and sure. it was it was supposed to save us money but yet it was costing us millions and millions of dollars and people couldn't understand why you know merging schools two school systems that were supposed to save money was costing us costing us a lot of money mm-hmm. so a lot of people had a lot of questions so that prompted me to get started and uh, delve into that mm-hmm. and we traveled all over hamilton county uh trying to tell parents about what was getting ready to happen to their child's math education. And uh, we were not able to stop it, but yet we did expose it. And we're still feeling the effects of that today. Mm -hmm. Um, We did it to get a grant. And uh, that's why a lot of times I don't like grants. Sometimes grants cost you more than they give. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyway, but that group, we went on and we stopped the, the wheel tax. We forced the wheel tax to a referendum. The county commission had passed a wheel tax. And uh, we told them, if you do this, we're going to get a referendum and we're going to defeat it. And they didn't think we would, and we did. And we defeated it at the ballot box, mm-hmm. um, almost two to one, I think, or something. Maybe even more than that. But anyway, it uh, we defeated it. And uh, so from there, I just decided, you know, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to try to get where maybe I can make a difference with a vote. Mm-hmm. And uh, my main thing is to let parents know there's nothing to be afraid of. Uh, you can ask questions if you want. You can ask elected officials questions. You don't have to be afraid. Mm-hmm. They work for you. You don't work for them. And uh, I guess that's the main thing I want to tell parents uh, and, and other just taxpayers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're here. You pay our salary. You pay for the buildings we work in. You pay for the electricity. You pay for everything we do. And we work for you. Uh, you there's nothing to be afraid of. And a lot of parents, you know, call me and say, well, I'm afraid to speak up. Uh, you know, I'm afraid they'll retaliate against my child. Will you ever tell me if they retaliate against your child? We have more problems than the school system can get out of because that, that just can't happen. Mm-hmm. So uh, I just want to be a voice for the people. I love that. So constituent advocacy is very important oh, ab- to you. absolutely. And thinking about, you know, public education in general, from your perspective, why is it so important or what elements do you feel are the most important part as we think about our students and our staff across Hamilton County? Well, I tell you, to me, if you teach a child to read and you teach them basic math, they can go almost anywhere. Mm-hmm. But if you don't teach a child to read, there's nowhere to go. You can't do science. You can't do history. You know, there's a lot of things you can't do if you can't read. So reading to me, of course, is absolutely the first. And then basic math. Well, and as you think about, you know, this last year, and, and again, you've been, and, and remind our listeners, what year did you join the school board? In 2004. Okay, 2004. So you've seen a lot of policies come and go, and, and you've seen a lot of changes here in Hamilton County. Last year had to, this last school year, had to just be one for the ages. I mean, it is for public education in general moving forward, but from your perspective as somebody who's been here for countless school years, you know, just come and go, what are some reflections that you have from this last school year? I mean, just thinking about all the stuff that teachers had to do, students had to do, families had to do to make it work. What what kind of thoughts or reflections do you have from this last year of COVID? Well, in the beginning, it was so confusing. Nobody knew what was going on. Uh, nobody really knew about this disease. Nobody knew, knew that much about COVID. 
course, we were given a lot of bad information in the beginning. Uh, one of the things was that children were super spreaders, which turned out to be absolutely the opposite. So therefore, children were not even allowed to, you know, to go to the grocery store. They weren't allowed to go anywhere with their parents that people didn't look at you like, what are you doing with that kid here, you mm-hmm. know? Also, it really bothered me for single parents. They had no one to keep their children. And some of them were in the jobs where uh, grocery stores, Walmart, um, hardware stores, mm-hmm. people like that that were open. And these people had to work, and they had no one to keep their children. And, uh, and sometimes it was the mo- and the most vulnerable children that we have were hurt the most. A lot of them didn't have Internet. It took a while to get Internet up and running for some of these kids. Um, some of these parents, you know, they couldn't eat. They couldn't, didn't have food. And uh, um, I went and uh, worked with a church up in Saudi Daisy, Recoveth Baptist. It's not my church, but it's a church in District 1 that uh, the pastor's a good friend of mine. And I got with him to see what can we do to help some of these families. I'm not afraid to go to their house. Uh, you know, I'll be more than happy to go in and take food. And, and we did that. We opened up a, a, like a food shelter type place at, the, at their church. Along with school supplies, we found out a lot of kids didn't have some of the things they needed to do school at home. They didn't have paper. They didn't have pencils. They didn't have crayons. They didn't have markers. They didn't have dry erase boards. Uh, there were a lot of things they didn't have to be able to even work at home. So we tried to uh, get the word out that we were doing that, and, and we did. And I personally took them to a lot of homes. Well, and I know, you know, when COVID first hit, you know, the board coalesced and, and the school reopening task force was put together. And I know EPB stepped up in partnership with us to provide, you know, free Wi-Fi for up to 30,000 families for the next 10 years. And I know our school nutrition, I know our my team did a, an interview with, with some cafeteria workers prior to stay the system, you know, right. delivering over 3 million meals. So I, I think it's so important that people know, you know, the board took action when a lot of other school districts just were paralyzed and they Mm -hmm. decided well we're just going to wait and see and that's not what our school board did they put together a plan they led out and we we were one of the only districts in this state to open on time in person without delay and there's not a lot of other districts that are putting their number out there because they're not as they're not proud of that Um, and so I think it's important listeners know what you all did when no one else had a playbook, we made one and we activated on yeah. it. Yeah, well, you know, you talked about the nutrition, people in nutrition. I did some volunteer work for a few days over at Hickson High School, putting the meals together. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you what, there's nobody in this school system that worked any harder than those people did. It was unbelievable. I mean, I don't know, you guys are pretty young, but Lucille Ball did this thing where she worked on the... Uh, Oh, the chocolate Assembly thing, line, right? Chocolate. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I felt like. I mean, <laughs> I was just, I thought, I'm going to start sticking these things in my pocket. I mean, people were throwing things by you. Because buses these, are just rolling in, right? And right, you're trying right. to pack them so they can trying go. Trying to pack them, and then somebody was packing them on flats, and then the flats were put on you know, little carts, and the carts were rolled out to the buses. And then this went on for hours and hours, and then to say nothing of the fact that what they had to do to get them ready for us to put in the boxes. So there's nobody during this pandemic that worked any harder than those uh, nutrition people did. And, and it's exciting, you know, from my perspective, to be able to promote that now that we're yes. getting to a point where everybody is reflecting on how did we do, and people are looking for models across the country for how can we do this. And I know our district got reach out from a couple other school districts around the country about, you know, can we can we have a copy of your continuous <laughs> learning plan? You know, they're wanting to look at, at what mm-hmm. we did. And, you know, there that's not to say there haven't been challenges, but I think on the whole – it's important that people know 
the leadership that was involved in that it didn't just happen. It had to take risk and, and action. And so I know one question we normally ask is what's one thing listeners may not know about you? And I think you spoke to that in your your passion for landscaping and making things better, <laughs> which I think is great. And I like to paint, too. I like to okay. paint the house. <laughs> All right. I love it. That's I great. love inside, outside. It doesn't matter. Yeah, no. that's awesome. Well, I yeah, I know a lot of people that is not, I definitely do not like to paint. And um, I love that. So thinking about the future, upcoming school year, obviously we've got summer reach going on this summer that we're communicating with families, excited to engage with them. But from your perspective, if you had to pick one thing that you're most looking forward to or you're most excited about for this upcoming school year, what would that be? For the kids to get back to normal. For the kids to get back to being kids. Uh, it's, it's, just, it's just time for us mm-hmm. to move on with life and these kids to get on with life, enjoying life, getting ready to go to college and uh, just realizing what a great country America is. And that's been a common theme across all of our discussions with board members is the word normal, right? And it's, you know, last year the COVID was probably word of the year, but this year I think normal is probably going to take that as people are and, turning and thinking about and what they want to do. And I hate this thing, do. new normal. What, what's new normal? Uh, let's just get back to normal. I mean, this is not the first, uh, uh, you know, uh, plague or whatever people mm-hmm. want to call it that we've had. And just, just move on with life. And uh, uh, I think we could learn a lot from history. That's the reason I like to read a lot about what some of our founding fathers went through. I mean, to them, this would this would have been nothing. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, you know, I just I just want kids to to be normal. Well, the last question I want to ask you is, as we kind of end our conversation today is thinking about your experience in education as a student. Who is a teacher that comes to mind or a favorite teacher that really made an impact on you and your experience and, and how that impact maybe even still lives with you today? Well, there's a, there was an English teacher uh, that I had in high school, but uh, her name was Ursel Snyder. She was a little bit short. Great name. Yeah, oh, Ursel, I love it. Great, yeah. <laughs> and her husband actually was a principal. Uh, but she had a way of, um, she's a little bitty short lady. Even the big football boys, you know, she had a way of, bringing them down to size in about two seconds but she did a great job uh, teaching English she made it very um, uh, interesting she the conjugating sentences which children don't do anymore oh the diagram uh, well having been an English teacher myself (laughs) I remember doing that kids would just give you the nastiest looks like we're gonna diagram how how great that is though you know a lot of they just don't do that anymore but uh miss snyder was great but probably the person that had the biggest impact in my life was my basketball coach uh, his name was hutch lewis and he was at red bank high school and uh but he was uh, you know he taught you don't you learn things in sports you don't learn anywhere else uh you just learn a lot of life lessons and uh, probably he made uh, probably the biggest impact in my life Mm-hmm. And what's one thing that you feel like that he equipped you with that you still uh, lives with you today? Self-confidence. Uh, nobody else is better than you are. You, uh, you only uh, are going to be as good as you're willing to work for. Mm-hmm. Uh, be, uh, speak up. If uh, you know, something's not going right, you speak up. And uh, you know, don't, be afraid, don't be afraid to tell me what's on your mind. You know, we can, we'll, we'll talk about it and maybe... Maybe there's a problem. Maybe there's not. Maybe we can make you understand a little bit more about what's going on. You know, whether it was a whether you ran a play wrong or or whatever it is. Maybe you you didn't think that it was your fault. Whatever went wrong. You know, let's just talk about it. Sure. But uh, he was one of those people that was just uh, made a great impact on my life. I love that. Yeah. Well, I we really appreciate you taking time to visit with us and chat and giving our community and our listeners an opportunity to get to know you more. 
outside the boardroom. And thank you to our listeners for joining us for today's episode of Extra Credit, a podcast that connects you with what's happening in Hamilton County and answers your most pressing questions. Be sure to join us next time as we continue our weekly summer series, Behind the Board. And don't forget to send any questions you have about Hamilton County Schools to communications at hcde.org. Have a great day, and remember, we are Hamilton.